guys, Akil here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Appreciate you as always for joining me and taking some time out of your day to listen to what I have to say. Um, if you're brand new, this is a podcast that comes out three times a week, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's available on whichever app or place you listen to podcast at, as well as YouTube. And if you like what you hear here, 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 yeah, that's it. If you like what you hear, comma, here, do me a favor, leave me a rating and review on that app. Just tell me that you like the show. It's the best way you can support. It's the best way that you can help me grow the show and continue to reach more and more people each and every week. Now, today's podcast uh, episode, the idea comes from you guys, the listener, and it comes off a response to a quote that I posted, right? If you don't follow me on social media, make sure you do so right now. Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, at Akil Stokes RTM, right? Anything otherwise is going to be a, a scammer, so watch out for them if I DM you or if I ask you for money or if I tell you to join WhatsApp or Telegram or any anything that doesn't seem like me. It's not me and report them, but Akil Stokes RTM is where you can find me at. And every day, multiple times a day, I post quotes from some of the best traders in our industry. And today's quote came from Paul Tudor Jones. And the quote said, my biggest hits, uh, meaning like losses, your biggest, you know, bumps in the road, your biggest hit, my biggest hits have always come after I have had a great period and started to think that I knew something. Essentially saying that my biggest losses, my biggest hits in the market came after a, a winning streak, a hot streak, where I started to think that I knew the market. Now, for you guys that are new, you're probably asking, um, don't we all know the market? <laughs> and that's my response. No, right? None of us know the market. There's a simple rule, right? The market will do whatever it wants, whenever it wants. And, and you know, maybe the gurus and whatnot on social media will say that they've mastered the markets. They know exactly what it's going to do. The market does what they say. If you ask any real consistently profitable trader, any real successful trader, they will tell you that no, we never have any clue what the market is going to do. We have never figured it out. We can't tell you what the market's going to do. The market doesn't have to do what we predict. The market won't, will do what we say it's going to do, right? It does whatever it wants. Our job is to be along for the ride. Our job is to have a system that is testable, verifiable, and repeatable where the odds are in our favor. And what I mean by odds not aren't even necessarily your winning streak. You don't have to be... Uh, 80% trader, what not to be a consistently profitable trader. Many of the best traders of all time in our industry are below 50%. What I mean by the odds in our favor is that we know the probabilities of our system or strategy and we are great risk managers and, and putting them together is something that gives us the edge in the market, meaning that if I do what I'm supposed to do, I will be profitable with the, the full understanding that we're not going to win every time. Um, and that's a normal thing, right? And knowing or, or overconfidence, right? Starting to think that I knew something is essentially overconfidence. That's that's what that's what Paul is saying here. And I think that's something that we all get at tra in, in trading at one point or another, right? We hit a win a win streak. Everything is we do is right. Everything we touch turned to gold, and we start feeling ourselves a little bit. We start saying, "Hey, I, you know, I've got, I've got this. I've mastered this." And of course, right, when you feel like you've mastered something, when you feel like you are better at something, you start asking yourself the question, well, if I've mastered it, if I've figured it out, 
Can't I become more risky? Shouldn't I be making more, right? This brings, brings me back to a, a great story of actually my biggest hit. Um, it's back when I was managing money and, I, and I, was, I was doing very, very well. I was on about a two-month hot streak, a two-month hot streak. And what, uh, you know, I, I was giving my reports to my client or whatnot. And, you know, I was, I was pretty happy about myself. I was expecting to get like a, a nice email or a nice call back. And, and instead I got, well, shouldn't we be making more? And I'm like, well, you know, no, we made what we were supposed to make. We got a nice cushion, drawdowns around the corner because that's what happens. Um, we should be good. And essentially I was told, and I should have said no, but I was spineless back then. I was told that, well, we should be taking more advantage of this hot streak. So let's double and triple the position size. And I'll, I'll let you guys use your imagination about how that turned out. But the caption that I wrote for this quote, I said, the second that you start to believe that you know more than the markets is the second that the markets will humble you. Consistent results come from taking consistent actions. If you want to have a long and successful trading career, don't do more. Don't do less. Just do your job. I'll say that one more again. Don't do more. Don't do less. Just do your job. And I got a response from a trader on Twitter. He says, this has been my biggest problem, Akil. Anytime I have a good run and start becoming confident, I get hit. And the gains made over that time get wiped out in a second. Help me, please. He said, I need help. I like to help me, please, right? And I responded to try to ask him a question. I said, um, are you becoming overconfident, perhaps? I said, uh, meaning that once you get hot, you begin to deviate from your trading rules and take trades you aren't supposed to take in your trading plan. Or perhaps you switch up something with your position sizing. Because, you know, you can imagine I've been working with traders for many, many, many years. I've got a lot of experiences myself in, in, in the humblest way possible. I, I think I know every single problem you're going to face as, as traders. Either I have made it or I've dealt with a trader that has made it, right? Um, so these are the two go-tos. Either one, when you become overconfident, you start feeling yourself. You think you start outsmarting the market. So now you, know, you no longer need to follow your strict rules of engagement. You no longer need to uh, follow your trading plan, right? You're, you're the man or the woman, right? You can do whatever you want. So you deviate from your plan. Maybe you take something that you have a... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Maybe your intuition now tingles because you want a few trades in a row and you you take something because you have a feeling it's going to work out this way. Or maybe you enter early because you know what? You can get a better risk reward if you enter right now instead of waiting for confirmation. Numerous mistakes like that or numerous actions like that are mistakes that traders make that get them into trouble when they get overconfident, right? They think they're better than their plan. And, and what's funny is the plan is the thing that got them on the hot streak to begin with. So why would you not do what paid you in order and, and think that you're going to get paid more? But that's the, the human brain is funny, right? Another reason is aggressive position sizing. And it's kind of the same thing. You're still following your rules. I guess it's a little bit better, but kind of like what I talked about earlier. Hey, you, you had this hot streak. We always say that if you're, when you, when you become a trader, right? 
I think the reality in the reality of trading is that professional traders risk a lot less than what a lot of people think, right? A lot of people make a big deal out of leverage and this and that. I was talking to a trader the other day that was like, well, you know, I can risk like 20% of my account on a trade. And I'm like, yeah, go, yeah, see how that turns out, right? Um, <laughs> but internet traders think you can do that. That's why they show those, those big returns. I, I gave you a podcast uh, previously about curve fitting and whatnot. They use a lot of leverage, they take a massive amount, a massive amount of risk, and, and when they hit a hot streak, man, it's booming. You're getting massive returns, a 30% day, a 30% month, something like that. But what they don't show you is on the back end, right? You know, Because that same risk that they're taking to make that massive return, when things go bad, it's gonna destroy their account. You, that's why you see so many people flake off, these people that are bragging for a few months, you never hear from them again because they went broke taking that action. But so we're trading so small, I tell traders this, trade so small that wins don't make you happy, losses don't make you upset. And we know that money is a driver for us emotionally, right? So when I say wins don't make you happy, what I mean was that when you win in the market, you shouldn't earn an amount significant enough to really make any difference in your life, right? No one should be winning a trade and being like, that's a life changer. I can now pay off these bills and I can now do this and I, and I can now do that, right? That, if, if that's the case, right? Either you've you've hit on a massive trade or you're trading too big of a position size. Same thing for the losses, right? If you lose a trade and now all of a sudden, oh my gosh, I, I you know, I, I've hit margin call or I can't do this, I can't pay the bills. Well, on that single trade, you're risking too much, right? So you should be risking small enough where a win's like, ah, you know, you're happy that it's a win, but monetarily speaking, it doesn't really do much to your account. Same thing with the losses. Maybe you're a little upset it's a loss, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really do anything to your account. So when you hit, when you're trading this small and you hit a win streak, you start to believe that you should be paid more, right, than what you're getting. And again, this all goes back to the internet. I, I guess if you're getting the drift here, aside from following me and my buddy Jason Greystone, of course, you probably shouldn't be following most people on the internet because, you know, you may go on the internet and and, and just you know not not brag but be happy. Hey guys, man, this is this is awesome. I'm, I'm following my plan. I just hit a ten trade winning streak. Wow, right? You're excited. And then someone says, well, you know, what was your return on investment? And you're like, yeah, I made like you know a ten percent return. And they're like, that's it. And all of a sudden, your 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 happy excited mood was like. You know, you're, you're kind of Debbie Downer now. Like, that's it. That, that's it. And it's like, well, what should I be making, right? And, and you're like, oh, well, you know, I made 10% on every single trade. So you should be 100% up. And then you start feeling, yeah, I should be making more, right? They start hyping you up. I should be making more than this. So what do you do? You're hot. You can't be stopped. You start increasing your position size. And then lo and behold, the losses come. And this is what I responded to the trade. I'm going to give you guys something to think about, right? I've been spending, and I promise not to go down a rabbit hole, but I've been looking into quantum physics lately and my brain is not equipped to handle the details of that information. So I've, I've been really dipping my toe in. Um, but you guys know I'm a big fan of the Matrix. So that, that whole thing inspires me. And, and it's very interesting. But I was looking into quantum physics and, and they were they were looking at. Um, I remember leading up to kind of the, the bigger picture. They're looking at the example of kind of understanding what light is is it a wave is it a particle and and i think uh you know i forgot who it was newton maybe said it was a particle and someone else said it was a wave and they both were wrong but they both were right and it was an interesting study that they did 
where, and I forgot who did the study again, my, my brain's too small to remember these things, but they basically had a piece of cardboard, they cut out two slits in the cardboard, and they wanted to see how light reacted um, on the piece of cardboard that was behind it, right? Because of the pattern that was pr uh, printed, you'd be able to see if light was waves or if lights were particles. And the results go on to be kind of inconclusive because the results differ whether you're looking at it or whether you're not looking at it, which is something that still can't be explained by scientists. It, it haunted Einstein until the day he died and it haunts the scientists out there right now. If you guys are into quantum physics, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But the point was that the light particles were evenly distributed, right? Evenly distributed through each slit in the cardboard. However, they were random at how they went through there. So again, let's say we take 100 light particles. It wasn't like, oh, 50 went through the left and 50 went through the right. It wasn't 25, 25, 25. It wasn't 1, 1, 2, 2, 2, 1, any type of pattern. It was completely random every time they did the test. Three, three to the right, two to the left, one to the right, 18 to the left, right? Completely random. But at the end of the day, it always ended up even. And your trading strategy is very similar. And this, this is what I told to the trader. I said, because um, his response was, I tend to increase my position size. It's always as if my downtime will happen when I increase my position size, thereby wiping out my earlier gains. It's like a vicious cycle to me. And I told him to think about this. So back to trading is probabilities, right? We all know what our win percentage should be, right? Or at least the the range in which our win percentage should should be, right? You know that your win percentage, right? Historically, I'm a 55% trader, right? I'm not 55% on the nose. Sometimes I'm 60, sometimes I'm 45, hot years, cold years, hot stretches, cold stretches. But every year, right, I, I tend to fall somewhere between like 58 and like a, a 48. I'm usually around that 58, 55%, but somewhere around that, that realm. Um, and 48% being like the, the rough years and 58% being the really, really good ones, right? So I can I can very confidently say what my win percentage is going to be. I know my numbers. I know my backtesting numbers. I know my live trading numbers. I know exactly what my system should produce, right? But let's make the numbers easy. Let's say you're a 60% trader. So if you have 100 trades for the year, 60 should be wins, 40 should be losses, right? Let's break it down to even further. Let's let's look at a, a sample size of 10, right? 10 trades, right? Out of your 10 trades, if you're a 60% trader, 10 should be wins, six should be losses. Now, let me ask you guys this question, right? If you hit a hot streak and you have eight trades, right? You're, you're, you, you have your you're, you're first, let's even do it like this, right? Out of your out of 10 trades taken, right? Your first six trades are all winners, right? One, boom, two, boom, 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 right? Six trades, all winners, right? What would you expect to happen next? Just not off of feel, not off of because you mastered the markets, not off your overconfidence, but just off the pure numbers, right? What do you expect to happen next? Well, the next one should be a loser, right? If you're supposed to win six out of every 10 trades and you've knocked out all your six wins in the beginning right away, well, the next four should be losers. Same thing if you had four wins. Four wins in a row, I would expect a loser, right? Because out of every 10 trades, six should be winners, four should be losers. So if my first four were winners, then I should have two wins left. 
and I should have all four of my losses left. Which means, right, there's double the chance of me getting a loss versus a win. So think about it that way, and now think about the act of adding to your position size during a hot streak. Let's go back to the six wins example. Boom, I knock off six wins in a row, feeling myself, feeling good, and I say, you know what? I'm gonna double my position size because I'm the man, I can't be stopped. Well, what did I just do? I just increased my position size while the chances of me losing have increased. Now, does that seem smart? Not calling you guys dumb. I used to do it all the time. This is why I was a consistently break-even trader. I'd have hot streaks, increase my position size right into my losing streaks. My losing streaks honestly weren't that bad, but because I was trading double my position size, half of the losses, you know, half of the losses made up for all the wins I had previously, right? So think about it like that. Every time you get a winner, you're closer to a loss. So if you're consistently increasing your position size while you're in a winning streak, you're really putting yourself in a dangerous position because now you're putting yourself in a position where you're betting more, you have more at risk as the chances of you losing are higher. So it's no surprise that this trader has a hot streak and then they're giving it all back. And you end up in that kind of that middle ground boomer uh, buster category that Mark Douglas talked about, right? So what's the solution, right? So the solution is you need an actual position sizing strategy, just like you need a rules-based trading system, right? In your trading plan should be a position sizing strategy. And it, it could be different things. It could be, you know, we, we, we typically talk about two ways on the platform. We talked about a fixed percentage position size where you risk a set percentage every single trade. So on every single trade, I risk 2% of my account, right? We also use a smooth money management or a smooth ratio money management position sizing strategy, which is a little bit different, a little bit complicated for me to talk about on the podcast, but essentially it's a formula that tells you when to increase, when to decrease. And the difference between a fixed ratio and a smooth ratio is that with a fixed ratio, once you get to a certain profit level right down the road, you start rapidly increasing your position size. So let's say you go from a one unit to a two unit, two unit to a three unit, three unit to a four unit. Eventually you go from like an eight unit and you skip over nine and go to 10, or maybe you do, you're a 10 unit and then one trade is, is profitable, now you're at 12, right? Now you're back where you started with increasing your position size too fast. So the smooth ratio evens, it, it kind of smooths it out as a, a smoothing multiplier essentially, where it keeps you from increasing too fast, which is, meant to stop us from uh, you know, committing the crime that we just talked about of increasing too fast into a losing streak. It, it slows it down, basically a slowdown multiple, what I, what I meant to say. But that is gonna be the solution, right? Have a position sizing strategy. And even with that position sizing strategy, right? I don't do so on a trade to trade basis. I do so on a quarterly basis because I know I'm streaky, right? So even if I have 10 trades in a row and I'm, I'm talking super profitable trades, in the back of my mind, I know that the losses are coming. So I don't want to increase my position size once the losses are sooner or coming. I want to be able to absorb them. I want to have a set period of time of when I, when, when I increase based on a bigger sample size. So I'm not doing so in a more dangerous position. So I thought it was a very great question. I know that obviously this is something that we've talked about many times on the platform. I've talked about it in various podcasts, um, but I've been doing this for what, almost 500 episodes now. So it's always good to kind of revisit some of these um, 
some of these topics, since I know we have newer and newer traders and newer and newer listeners tuning in each and every time. So I hope that was helpful. If it was, let me know. Don't get overconfident. Don't deviate from your plan. Have a position sizing strategy. Those are the three takeaways that you can take from today's podcast. And of course, until next time, plan your trade, trade your plan. Be good. Oh.